this period of time <coughs> for um, Dharma inquiry, I'll just take a couple of minutes, if I may, just to give the general uh, uh, outline. <coughs> we are, of course, over the days here exploring the relationship of experience and uh, the in-breath and the out-breath touching upon the areas of the heart looking into the experiences of uh, body and mind and some emphasis being given today to the importance and recognition of gladness of pleased about and appreciation for rejoicing in and the sweetness and the touch of the touch of such experiences with regard to ourselves or others with regard to past, present or possible uh, in the future just before walking in had a small reminder of this so just prior to uh, leaving home in uh, Totnes in Devon a friend sent me a, a card to say that he was off to have a retreat with the, the wonderful and precious uh, Ursula Lyon, who I've known since the uh, 19, late 1970s. And she's an exceptional Dharma uh, yoga teacher. And she's uh, just celebrated last a week or two her 90th birthday and still teaching and sometimes people um, will look at me and think oh yes well Christopher's <laughs> <laughs> obviously getting close to it <laughs> and um, so I I've been asked a few times, fairly regularly, both in retreats and in, in those dreaded emails uh, uh, there, uh, am I retiring or am I going to retire? And I said, I'm going to, and I said, I'm going to uh, retire. So then I'm asked when, and then I said, death. <laughs> this will definitely put a stop to events. And, but it could happen before then and there would be two primary reasons for this one is the body he kind of gives up uh, which would be understandable and uh, the other is the mind and it also could give up <laughs> so uh, uh, otherwise I just measure and, uh, um, and uh, uh, take care as I hope we all, all do with this relationship as we were speaking today with outer forms of service, inner mindfulness and watching the dynamics of heart, mind and body consciousness and keeping alive this uh, ongoing exploration. The reason that I mentioned with uh, Ursula that as I pass by I uh, remember a story she specifically didn't tell me so it's second hand and it was told to me some 20, 30 uh, years ago. So as we know with stories, they can get 
more colourful as the time goes by, uh, etc. So Ursula's experience and the story may have some relationship. Um, she was walking home late at night. I think she'd just been giving a class, yoga class, Vipassana Dharma class there. And a guy um, grabbed her round the throat there and tried to pull off the handbag on her shoulder. And as we know, quite often with these things, uh, desire for money and whatever it might be, drugs or alcohol, or so a woman at that time, she'd probably be in her 60s, I would have thought, uh, 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 Ursula. And we never quite know how we might respond to uh, an evasive and you know, violent and dangerous uh, attack. And so I heard he, actually, he had a knife in his hand as well. Uh, so he grabbed around the throat and had this knife there trying to pull off her handbag. And um, out, of her, out of her mouth... Um, uh, rather than fear and panic, which of course could provoke the violence, <coughs> she said to this guy, do you think this is a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> and he said to her, you're mad, and ran off. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes, that's how I heard the story. Uh, there. So sometimes the completely unexpected as a no guarantee of course <laughs> as a shock and the guy thinks he's mad and runs off uh, there I think we could probably say that um, Ursula had some experience of gladness the way it worked out <laughs> took a bit of time to fit it in but you get the, <laughs> you get the picture alright so with the uh, afternoon talk uh, um, uh, to, uh, today recognition and appreciation as said with regard to uh, gladness to be pleased about to be supportive uh, for and with that it's a freedom from comparing from jealousy from envy there is that uh, gladness on behalf of on behalf of the other. And also, equally, many things in our life which we also equally need to remember, to reflect on, to feel gladness about, appreciation for rejoicing in, pleased about. And this gives some nourishment uh, 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 to us and part of the Exploration and practice is that. Also, as mentioned as well, there that of course there are plenty of times in which there is some departure from happiness and contentment and peace of mind and equanimity and much, much uh, more. And we're here also to address those eruptions uh, that take uh, place, or sometimes it's in the form, as emphasised, of the views and perceptions that we have, 
which we have repeated a lot, but perhaps are not really helpful. We really need something more fresh. And uh, there are plenty of them. I referred this afternoon uh, to three specifically. One is the relationship we have with needs. Um, Another is the setting up of boundaries uh, that we do. And the, the other is, oh, I should, be, I should be able to accept, I should accept, I must accept. Uh, and perhaps we can look more deeply than just those um, immediate kind of responses which in fact we have been told, which we have learned and memorised from others uh, there. So with the inquiry this evening, and one of course who did not come up the uh, previous one is very much uh, invited. There, the fullness of listening from uh, all of us. If the good person's voice can carry to the ones at the back of the hall here, that would be appreciated uh, there. And as we saw and heard with the previous two inquiries, it's not that we're trying to reach some satisfactory result with all of this, but it's an exploration which sometimes for the person and for others too at times actually flows on long after the dialogue has taken place. And therefore the I don't know response is as valid and as important as any other and that also can be a, an open space uh, within. So anyone who would like to come, I will check of course that it's okay with you if uh, the recording takes place, and if not, just let me know and I'll switch off. Yes, anyone, please. Yeah, come. <coughs> with the uh, recording? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <coughs> I would like to acknowledge first that my heart is pumping. Your heart is pumping. Oh, oh good. It's better than that. It's not pumping. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> Sorry, I'm teasing you. It's okay. I pondered a long time about whether I should ask you whether you're afraid of dying. Uh-huh. But I'm not. <laughs> yeah, <all right. laughs> good. Thank you. It's just because you made that reference earlier. Yes. <laughs> Mm. The question that I would like to explore with you is about um, the role of the teacher Mm. Mm. in the Dharma, Mm. but also in the context of um, the agents of change. Yes. I don't know too much in detail, but um, I have an idea about it. Yes. Yeah, and I would like to explore a little bit about the role of the teacher in these contexts. Mm. <coughs> yeah. Um, can I ask you a few questions first? <coughs> um, any sense of what sparked or triggered? So it's a genuinely valid question and I will respond to it, of course. But what sparked or triggered an interest in the role of teacher, in this case, Dharma teacher? Agents of change. Where is the interest in this for you? 
Um, so there was one moment um, when I arrived here, mm -hmm. shortly after that you arrived through yes. the door. Yeah. And I haven't seen you for a long time. Mm. So I was very joyful in that moment. Uh -huh. I was like, oh, Christopher is there. Um, but then I was like, oh no, but he's, you know, he's Christopher. So I cannot, you know, what? I cannot share my joy of seeing you. Oh. Yeah? So, so <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to ask him why not. <laughs> but what, what's the, has it, it's an important thing. So sometimes I just, we meet someone and there's some years have gone by and it's this joy, what, which is what we've been talking about here, it's really part of the exploration. But then the thought arises, oh, I can't. What, 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 what was that thought? Why, why, why not? Was it towards myself, or was it a hug, or hello, or what, what, what was this? Mm. Well, the one thing is in, like, a feeling of, like, roles. Roles, yeah, yes. As right? in, he's a teacher, or he's, you know, mm -hmm. there's something beyond that I, out of respect, that I yes. cannot cross. Oh, right. but, and then also, um, like, you, I don't know your name, sorry. Um, but you said hello to Christopher, and I was like, "Oh, they know each other already." And then I like sat back and uh, retreated from this encounter. Uh huh. <laughs> so there's yeah. two aspects to it. It's a valid reflection just just of itself. There's the happiness there. That then is followed by um, a little bit of memory and image image being a teacher mm -hmm. there and the image in a way got in the way of the mm -hmm. happiness human being man to man communication and it, and it held you back <coughs> it could happen again mm -hmm. Christopher <laughs> or any, any, anyone else what would allow the happiness to move through and express itself. It could be with words, could be with the hug, could be with the handshake. What, what would allow it just to express and not be concerned with um, the identity of the person, and more with the human being in front of you? I can only reflect on it for myself. Yeah, please do. Yeah, um, good. yeah. In another um, place I've been in four weeks ago, there was a cup, and inside of that cup there was a saying, something in the lines of, um, don't wait for the love to come to you, yes. go towards love. Ah, um, nice. and, and that's a sentence I've been working with for the past weeks. Mm. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, all the time I notice these kind of situations, I, I try to, to feel it. Yes. And then to act differently right. and walk towards it. Yes, good spirit. So in, the, in this case, given the, uh, the good message in the cup, <laughs> the, uh, may, you, may you drink frequently from this cup. <laughs> that there's the heart, happiness <coughs> towards the other is, uh, is love. It's a, it's, a, it's a statement of love. And to actually follow that movement uh, all the way through, to go towards the love. The love is there, it's connected with the other, and to let that love move towards. And 
it's an important exploration uh, there. And time to time, the warmth and the love and the hug can happen, you might get misunderstood. Mm. And you have to say, no, no, it's just (laughs) appreciation for seeing you. You know, you you don't plan to marry the person. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> don't plan to marry me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's that? I said, I don't plan to marry me. Don't plan to marry me. No, thank you. No, no exactly. No, I'm terribly heterosexual. You know, I, have to, I have to say. One could get a little envious of those who are bisexual. Have you oh. thought about that? Because they've got twice the choice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's another story. <laughs> so, yeah. there, there, so there, there, as you say, there is a role, but the role is supported and has the background of the person, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the, the human being. How are you looking at role? Because Dharma teach a role. And some of us, of course myself, um, deeply interested in social, political, global change and exploring ways to link the two together. Mm-hmm. How is your view, your response with Dharma practice, shall we say, or Dharma teachers and external issues? Like today, myself speaking about the Palestinians mm-hmm. and, and about uh, uh, Arab brothers and sisters. I don't know, um, and you are—I mean—you are the first one who kind of makes that relation for mm-hmm. me. Um, the reason why I also ask is because I have met some gurus also in the past years, yes. like Na- Lama Ulunidal and others, um, and and there's something, yeah, there's something strange about their role towards their. Um, well, for me. A teacher has pupils and friends. Yes. A guru has um, devotees yes. and allies. Mm. Um, Interesting analysis. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, teacher Lovely has speaking. students or practitioners, I would call them <laughs> students, participants, uh, and friends. And sometimes there is the, the fusion. I have some very good friends here in the hall uh, there. And Gurus have devotees and allies. Uh, So, the Lama you mentioned is this uh, the Lama from the Danish guy, the Danish Lama. All right. So, what what does allies mean in this case? Just he's a he's a guru. Is he with devotees? Is that the relationship? I I I have seen him one time. Oh, I see. Only experience. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, but just use him as a picture because he was very strong in that. Yes. Um, well, a devotee for me is mm. is in a way willing to give up a lot of his self. Yes. Um, for the cause of the way that the Google puts forward. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. And allies, I mean, in a way, um, a guru is more political than a teacher in the way he acts. Mm. 
because I don't know why I say this now, but I feel that Google needs to be careful as well. Yes. Because Google has um, potentially also um, enemies. Yes. And that's why he has to have allies. <laughs> oh, I see. And with the guru uh, there is, uh, fo uh, following, um, and there's, there's a relationship of uh, a very centralized authority. Yes. Much of the teachings focus around the persona mm -hmm. of the guru. And the blessings. And the, bl the blessings. This brings out for some a devotional mm -hmm. surrender uh, element. There is the looking up to the guru, mm -hmm. often, not always, often male, um, with a certain kind of fatherly reverence towards mm -hmm. uh, uh, the do you find in yourself any interest or attraction to a relationship with your <coughs> guru figure? Mm. Does that have? Surely it did um, in the past. Yes. Um, not anymore. Um, no. Any any reason for the not anymore? It's because of the relation that I described that is possible between me and the teacher, either or a guru. Yes. A, a guru has to keep a distance. Yes. In a way, he cannot um, remain humane. No. Um, but isn't it... It's a, uh, a minority um, where sometimes the guru, in fact doesn't keep a distance. All oh, right, yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> and uh, quite the opposite. <laughs> True. What's your response to when the uh, guru is having frequency of uh, sexual relationships with the disciples? What's your view? Any view on that? That's... Definitely not my way. No. Um, uh, yeah. And and I say this because I also I look at it from the perspective of um, global change. Yes. And I really believe that um, we need more young people <coughs> waking up. Yes. To the what's happening mm -hmm. around us. So I think, and throughout the last years, I've already taken a step towards becoming a teacher in this regard. Yes. Um, and. Yeah, and that's why I have this question because I find it so important to um, to be very clear about what a teacher is yeah. and what he or she is not. Yeah, and Good. that is definitely <laughs> not something true. out of the. Okay, yeah, just uh, really appreciate your concerns. I think they're genuinely uh, valid ones. Um, could it be though that those of us here, uh, and others who are engaged in change mm -hmm. using our voice, using our writings or whatever it might be and um, giving teachings to create agents of change we also can have so-called enemies mm -hmm. some of us do receive fairly um, heavy duty um, emails and text messages 
and responses to what we say publicly and to what we write, mm-hmm. and do receive threats in, in, in various kinds. Uh, and particularly if we're working in parts of the world where that's happening, can d- does a person who is engaged in fields of, ac- of action, um, <coughs> Dharma teacher, or, and, and many many other kinds, do we need allies because we are political? I'm just as question. I would say it can be helpful. Can be helpful. Allies. Yes. Mm. But you did say why why would one consider a guru more political? What's what's the meaning of political? You said a guru perhaps is more political than a dharma teacher, but some might say not political at all. Mm-hmm. I think it's in the way they um it's a way they, their interactions with people and communities are yeah. much more political in the way they do it. They, they're more strategic. They, at least that's my thinking or perception. Yeah, sure. yeah. Um, and, and for example, as I um, experience you, I, I don't. Have, sorry, this is no. Um, uh, I'd be sorry. Just say it. That uh, <laughs> you're not. You're not highly strategic. Highly strategic. No. Or political in the way you, I perceive you mm. to interact. Yeah, um, yeah, there might be a strategy. Yeah, mm. that's that can be there. If you see it, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> right, but it's right. in the way that uh, yeah. interaction mm. happens. Yeah. I, I, I can comment. I'm one hundred percent with you. Um, there is there are differences. I think you actually you my view um, quite sharp on uh, with with the uh, with the differences. You know, I'm out of a different tradition. Mm-hmm. I'm not in a tradition of devotion to the self. It's just not my cup of tea. And that, apart from that dis- uh, di- distinction, um, I'm not in favour, personally, here, of a relationship of devotee to, to, to guru. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that gap um, unacceptable. And, and I feel it keeps the devotee um, in a certain position of submission mm-hmm. um, and mildly childish <laughs> uh, and sometimes very childish. Um, I much prefer a relationship which is of adults to adults, that we are here, that we are exploring together. I certainly <coughs> have my authority. Mm-hmm. I certainly make full use of it, obviously I express it as, as uh, best that I can, but I feel I'm speaking to friends um, and, and speaking with people concerned about the realities of existence uh, there. And then from and out, out of that, in the exchanges that take place, some, some wisdom and clarity and, and uh, insight will come so that there is a sense of experiencing one's authority there. Not submission, not surrender, not devotion, mm-hmm. but the sense of one finding one's authority as a, as a human being to stand on one's own two feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, there. And the, some of the inspiration from this comes from the, from the Buddha, mm-hmm. who made a radical shift away 
from the traditional guru disciple or guru sadak or sasha, the, the Sanskrit word, away, away from that to this kalyana mitra, the sense of friendship in a teaching process. And this um, genuinely has uh, in, uh, inspired me. So that, that, and I, of course, have you know, spent ten years in the East. You know, I've listened to many, many, uh, many, many gurus, and find <coughs> that there's always the vulnerabilities, and some people genuinely, out of their devotion, uh, this is the supportive word here, out of their uh, devotion, do experience um, a lot of love, a lot of warmth and heart opening, and the benefit when the guru has much wisdom and much love and no exploitation, no abuse of the role, that the devotees find ways and means to bring much love and support and kindness to others. Mm. But my general principle um, with devotion, if one can have uh, a real devotion, I think generally speaking is it's better if the guru is dead. <laughs> because there's much less chance of them letting you down. And over the years and decades, I have to say I have listened to some terribly painful stories of people who money, sex, power, control, and much else, very, very painful stories, where <coughs> the vulnerability of the devotee. So one has to tread carefully. There's some really wonderful gurus around, mm-hmm. but there are some who need to do some, some soul-searching here with this. Mm-hmm. Okay. No? Or anything? I, I just, yeah... I felt like there's one more piece, but I Please also don't do, want no. to take it's much right. time they're, 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 That's what they're here for. Retreat, <laughs> meditation, and inquiry. Take your time. Uh, you know, we can both say thank you at any time. <laughs> Go on. I would love to learn, or yeah, yes. to learn a little bit more about the way that you teach change. Yeah. Like in the in the agents of change. Like, I'm curious to. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I can just say few words, um, just very, very uh, uh, briefly, over the uh, years and decades within the, within the different kind of circles uh, there, that the contact quite often through many small meetings, generating and, and helping and supporting and initiating certain kinds of change. And I think with that it's important to explore with others and really to be creative. Mm-hmm. And the other, of course, is establishing mm-hmm. teachers and networks and uh, groups to be able to offer um, a variety of teachings and practices. Mm-hmm. I, it doesn't, I couldn't care less <coughs> if the word Dharma or meditation or mindfulness is used or not. It's mm-hmm. not my interest to promote words. My interest is for people to recognize the skills and the knowledge and the experience and the expertise and to find ethical and 
appropriate ways mm. to offer that which is of benefit to people, animals and the environment. That, that's my, my interest, not the promotion of a form or a dogma or dharma or whatever. And in certain circumstances, with this agents of change language which I use, we had these four weeks program here in Germany mm-hmm. and in uh, uh, Israel, and to the credit of maybe 18 or 19 people, nearly all from Germany, mm-hmm. I think all but two making their first visit to uh, Israel, mm-hmm. and with all the history of the previous two or three generations uh, uh, going. And it was a, an extraordinary event in itself um, mm. because people had feelings, they had memories, they had stories going back, which you can uh, uh, appreciate two to three uh, generations uh, earlier. And out of that, that generated, we sat in a circle and the Germans <coughs> and the Jews sat and spoke to each other and talked to each other uh, there. And something in that, over a two-hour period, brought a certain kind of closeness. And the fears and the apprehensions and the uncertainties and the, and the history, uh, things were changing because the living generation is able to look and reflect back mm. and is able to get this sense of connection which is far more important than, than the identity of uh, Germany and Israel. And this is one of the steps with the agents of change. There's people, I'm, I have complete trust, and it's one thing I do trust in, in the power of communication mm-hmm. and not to move away for any, for me, any justification of violence. Not, not a word will I speak to to justify um, the violence on people. And that's, and but there has to be then the alternative. And that's where this mm-hmm. agents of change program and many other mm. tremendous courses and programs are taking place here and elsewhere. Like you said, you need to be out to be able to offer something more profound as saying, "Don't." Yes, exactly. Yeah. We we we've, we've, we've have to offer offer that. Mm. And in the, I mean, if I put it into Buddha Dharma language for a moment, he says there is suffering. Yeah. This is the bad news. <laughs> um, there are causes and conditions for it. These have to be looked at. Yeah. He definitely states this, is what he states. Then comes the positive. Suffering can be resolved. Yeah. And there are ways to resolve it. These are the two. So we might say, here is the suffering. Uh, these are the causes and conditions, but we have to have some sense and clear about, okay, what is the step? to help resolve this. Our media focuses on the suffering. It has some superficial examination of the causes. Often not even correct. And in terms of the views that arise, and our task is to find ways and means that are effective 
and supportive and helpful and, to, and essentially to keep the trust with it because the, the alternative is barbarism. Okay, enough? I'm glad I asked that question. Good. Nice to see you, Josh. Thank you. Thank you. Let's have a quiet minute or two and then another invitation. Spirituality, gurus and dharma teachers and uh, yoga teachers and many other kinds of teachers in this particular area and field as with other major roles comes with um, awareness, responsibility and uh, wisdom, the capacity as much as possible to respond skillfully. And in this uh, area, for those in the uh, privileged role really of being a spiritual teacher, meditation teacher, dharma teacher, whatever, yoga teacher, whatever, there, um, quite often and um, fairly understandably there's quite a lot of um, expectation, sometimes projection, um, upon the person or persons who have the uh, privilege of sitting uh, up the front. And one aspect of a course is the person speaking from experience as uh, much as possible and secondly, that the way of life is one, as say in English, of much as possible walking the talk. It's disturbing to, uh, for listeners who in the, the listening might feel that the guru, or the uh, dharma teacher, the yoga teacher or whatever has various unresolved personal issues going on uh, uh, in their life which are affecting sometimes painfully it's a little hard to listen if there feels to be too big a gap but there's also the discernment of the listener and what I uh, mean by that is as a person gets to know a teacher or a uh, guru over a period of uh, time we get to know where the strengths and weaknesses are we get to know what we appreciate we can get to know where there's some uh, concerns we get to know through 
what people might be sharing and and talking. And I think that's all part of the dialogue and the communication. And what that means for us as teachers is that the practitioners, students, yogis, sangha or whatever, are the guardian angels of the teachers. And that means that we, you, give us responses. You give us feedback. You um, hold us accountable. Uh, you let us know what your concerns are with regard to us. And that genuinely helps us. There is the danger with devotion and worship and surrender that the mind doesn't only wants to see what it wants to see and it's not a rounded picture of the human being who is sitting uh, in front and as we saw how easy um, the view easily arises it's a common one oh it's the teacher and then it has some influence I, I remember sometime some some years ago and not a dissimilar situation so giving a uh, just about to start a retreat it was a little bit cold outside and I had the shawl around and a person I hadn't seen for some time came up I think this is in California if I remember right it was in California and uh, gave me oh Chris it's lovely to see you and a huge bear hug hello <laughs> uh, which was sort of nice uh, <laughs> there and then um, a little while later the uh, the person said to a couple of friends I just saw Christopher but my god he's so stiff <laughs> the worst thing possible in California, you know, etc. And what, what, which it could be, you know, quite true. But in this particular incident, in this particular incident, I had the shawl around me, and honestly, under both arms, I had two books. <laughs> Have you ever tried hugging somebody <laughs> with books under your armpits? <laughs> so you gave a great hug. Oh, nice to see you. <laughs> uh, what to do? <laughs> so the communications and the uh, uh, the interactions uh, there and. But also part of the, the sangha and the uh, exploration with the responses that people also come up with some really great ideas and uh, fresh initiatives. And we regularly have meetings in what can we do? What new form of retreat can we, can we uh, offer? And one of our good friends, Benoit, I just had an email from him uh, yesterday. And he's having a uh, outdoor retreat, and it's all on touch. 
and touch. And uh, which will be interesting. <laughs> and, and so far around uh, 70 people have signed up for it and by next year it will be 700. <laughs> and, uh, and it's just finding ways through contact improvisation. Some of you will uh, know this. And uh, uh, through hugging and through sharing and, and through uh, sensuality and through the romantic and eros, etc. So the team of, uh, of them putting this kind of program uh, together uh, there. And other events which are taking place, and there are um, many of them, one of them uh, friends are doing is Dharma with techno music. Uh, and so some of the people, there's a whole tribe of people, their lives are dedicated to techno music. I didn't realise just how much. They just live techno mu- music there with a lot of uh, the drugs that go with it. So uh, coming off the drugs and doing all the things that uh, we, uh, we do and then having weekends of techno music with all the meditations mixed in with it. Uh, uh, there. And people, people are saying, wow, the meditation practices are much better than the drugs. <laughs> they're, they're, much, they're much more cool. Uh, and, and getting in, in, into that. It's just being creative and using the imaginations. And that comes because we sit and we talk together and and get some ideas and in our own small ways be agents of change and there are many of that so this form thankfully is was the central form those of you who have been around 10 years 20 years will know that but now the creative imaginations of lots of people is now opening out the forms in a whole variety of, of, of ways. And that's also affecting relationships, you know, teacher relationships and friendship relationships there. And uh, the whole concept of the guru uh, structure uh, is, is changing. And I'm getting regular e- emails because as people experience their authority, and remember the word authority this old French word, it relates to author, it relates to authenticity. Its root meaning is to make something happen. That's to be authentic in life, to make something happen. And as people feel their authority, there's that wish to make something happen uh, there. And the outcome of that is a, a whole variety of uh, f- uh, fresh ways. And, and we need that. No matter what the job is, no matter what the relationship uh, is. And that applies in the personal relationship as, as, as well. Relationships will stay alive because the people who are in them stay alive. And that requires for those who are in relationship, whoever and whatever kind, to really be fresh, to really see what something new which brings out the interest and the love and the, vi- and the vitality to find ways to do things new. It might be that in relationship, whatever the kind, one person 
shows more initiative. We should not therefore expect the other person equally to show initiative. Some people, it is easier in life, the way of the being is to respond to the creativity or the initiative of the other. And some, some of us also acknowledge that we have some potential in these areas as well so we can express it. But not to imagine, therefore, everybody else should do that as, as, as well. And I think this is you know, part of the dialogue. And to me it's important because much of the old is just not working. There is too much stress, there is too much unhappiness, there's an epidemic of loneliness, there are serious health issues of heart, mind and body, there something in society is not working very well at all. And we see the fear and the blame there, and now the fear and the blame is seriously influencing the voters. And that is a terrible tragedy. So we have to find alternatives outside of, of all of that. And that's where uh, the creativity and the thank you for the uh, reminder there. And there are some situations, of course, where if we can't make up our mind... In this case, do I stay or do I, I, uh, do I go? The mind will keep in that loop. There has to be some shift out of it, out of the environment which keeps it. And in the stepping out of that, for a period of time, it can then provide the potential for uh, some resolution. It's environments, the same person, the same, same place, the same environment again and again, and that environment helps to support the sameness. And then we wonder, well, why am I thinking and going around again and again? And it might need the stepping out of and for some, it, it's a major stepping out of. You know, some of us, it was going to the east. You know, it was a stepping out of the culture and the environment uh, itself. Or stepping out of the family dynamic there. And for, for others, staying within the dynamic there. There's a recognition, something has to change within it. And it, therefore it requires just as much creativity to be in something and, be, and nourish it and, and, and enliven it, and just as, as much as stepping out of something and going into something new. They both call upon us to listen and res respond to something deep. All right. Thank you for lending an ear. Thank you for the lovely contributions. Thank you. <laughs> So this time now is uh, uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> timeless. <laughs>